0: Hi filmy people, thank you so much for downloading this bank holiday special. We are not going to do news and reviews on this pod. If you want that, download uh, this week's pod that dropped on Tuesday, I think it was, episode 66. In this podcast, we're only going to be talking about Endgame and Star Wars just for full disclosure today is thursday the press screening is on tuesday i have not seen it yet however if me and my guest happen to stumble upon spoilers that is purely coincidental otherwise if you want to keep it completely clean and going completely cold i'd recommend waiting until after you've seen the film and hearing how wrong we've got it anyway on with the pod In a cloud where there are already too many film podcasts, you have to ask yourself, what's the harm in one more? Two ordinary men armed with unqualified opinions. Talk filmy Hello, to me. welcome to the Talk Film With Me podcast, the film podcast about news, entertainment, general pop culture. This is the Bank Holiday Special, so effectively, I've asked one of my mates to join me on the pod. You may know him from the guy who has been on the Avengers Infinity War special we done last year. He's also a host on a pod of two halves, as well as a host on a wrestling podcast. Tom Woods, how you doing, buddy? Yeah, really good, mate. Really good. It's, I can't
1: believe that. So how, how long ago is it since we did that? Is it exactly a year ago since um, the last one came out? I, I can't think.
0: Yeah it's been pretty much a year It has literally flown by A year of speculation A year of tinfoil hat wearing And uh, reading into every little detail That's been, been dropped on this uh, we, At the time we were so fucking stoked About this film We had so many different predictions And, and lots of other things going on Have you been following the trailers Or are you, are you kind of cold at the moment I've successfully
1: watched the initial uh, teaser trailer And then nothing else
0: um i've That's tried to it as, a much good as thing. yeah 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 i, I they started dropping like cuz they've been pretty much to be fair to marvel considering this is probably the biggest kept secret uh, in film mm. for a very long time anyway And uh, they've done really well to avoid spoilers. Apart from, unfortunately, toys were linking a couple of things out, but nothing too bad. But over the last couple of weeks in particular, they have been dropping a load of stuff. All of a sudden, we're finding out more and more stuff. And there are people out there that have managed to paste together uh, some bits. There's even apparently some threads out there on Reddit of people that have seen the last 40 minutes somehow. How? Uh, I suppose... Well, people who work in media, like in terms of people who give certificates, or oh, right. like, I don't know, people people who edit stuff, so it might be like they're editing a, a spot for TV or an advert or something, and they're, they've been given access to it, or just general, I don't know, like sound people, like it, they have to do the mixing to it, so yeah, maybe, but anyway, it's good that you've kept it, uh, you managed to keep it clean from that perspective, but from that first trailer, obviously there's, there's quite a few things, let's go right into it about Endgame, so the trailer gives the impression that there's a bit of a time jump in this evidenced by uh, Natasha's hair like at the start it's blonde and then it transitions to kind of blonde red then, then red how far forward do you think we're going to go in this film? it's uh, interesting thought I haven't really thought about that too much because um, <laughs> I just obsess <laughs> completely... too much about, about
1: Scarlett Johansson
0: what? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not a bad thing
1: <laughs> the only thing I can remember really from that trailer is, uh, is, is Iron Man still in space and um, so he's just sitting there looking pretty miserable I thought at that time and he's recording his farewells to, to Pepper I think it was in, in that initial uh, trailer drop um, mm. It's a really good question I couldn't even tell you I mean I'm going to fire the question to you because you're going to come up with a better answer for these listeners
0: <laughs> how, how far <laughs> do you
1: think we've gone forward
0: well I, I think that this film probably goes covers a period of two years. I think what's probably going to happen, again, this is me just hypothesising out there, and you can all laugh at me of how wrong I got it once you've seen the film, but I think the film starts off with the initial aftermath of Infinity War, where um, all of a sudden you see Scott Lang turn up after the events of Ant-Man and the Wasp going, what the what the frick has happened? Um, also, Captain Marvel will just show up out of nowhere, um, as we know at the end of, of Captain Marvel, and uh at this point uh, they know tony stark's floating around in space looking for help and four can't use the bifrost to get to him because i suppose he needs to know where they are to be able to activate that so they need to go on a reconnaissance mission to go save mr stark so i imagine the process of them going to find him is going to take a period of time and over that period of time is when we see things like uh we find what Hawkeye's been up to. We find out what's been happening with Thanos. And, uh, and yeah, almost like a new world has been moving on and living on. There's kind of a theme from the trailer about acceptance. And eventually the Avengers say, no, we can't accept this. You know, wh- oh. whatever it takes is kind of the theme. I See, I hadn't thought about this at all.
1: I thought it was going to be literally like, right, uh, we've got to do something about this because half the universe has been wiped out. But they're going to have an element in this movie about people moving on with their lives despite... Basically, losing half of themselves effectively—that's going to be a yeah. really deep moment, really, isn't it?
0: Yeah, I mean, they—if you think about, do you remember in um, the Winter Soldier they kind of showed a scene where um, Sam was basically running a PTSD group, and in the initial trailers you see in that same room. Uh, that sam was hosting that event in was just the avengers sitting around almost morning and there's a poster up that says uh, what do we do now they're gone and uh, it's so a lot of time has surpassed right for posters to be printed and support groups to be formed and all that Absolutely. sort of stuff so i i do think there's a bit of a time jiggery happening there now in, there's things we know that is going to happen in this film Okay, we know that at some point uh, come on, I don't think anyone believes that Tony Stark dies on that plane uh, sorry in that spaceship I also think that um, given the material that's come out since then we know that him and Cap will probably meet again in fact we've seen it in some bits that have dropped so far so we knew that was coming you know, we knew that that reconciliation was going to come we talked about it in the spoiler special last year how we didn't get it and how people kind of really really want to get that part Absolutely. I'm still a bit adverse to showing that Sort of stuff, but I'm really really looking forward to those character moments, that's what the best part of this film is, right? And I'm hoping that the severity of the situation right at the start of the film, and hopefully, we're only seeing like, out of those trailers only the sort of first 10 minutes or so. That the tone is not all melancholy. I mean, how can it not be, right? Like say, half the universe is fucking dead, but. How can this carry on in a comedic way and those moments where you get those heroes together? I think that's going to be the biggest challenge of this film. Oh, to hit that right note. Yeah. Because you can't really have that humor when,
1: like you say, half the universe is gone. You know, half the group, or more than half the group, has really gone. Um, They've always done such a good job of balancing that. Uh, Mm. These are the people I trust to hit that note. So, but um, I'm interested to see how they handle that.
0: Yeah, it's, it's funny you should use the word trust. A lot of people have said this because a, a lot of uh, the the anti-blockbuster brigade out there, and I've got to be honest with you guys, Like, if I weren't into superhero movies, I'd probably fucking hate cinema at the moment because it is literally peppered everywhere. Uh, but unfortunately, it's just what a time to be alive, eh? But um, <laughs> a lot of people are, are saying that... Um, you know, what happens if Infinity War... Sorry, not Infinity War, sorry. What happens if Endgame sucks? Like, people... I oh, don't got to really say that film sucks. Well, the truth is that we've got, A, so much goodwill built up because the Russo brothers has done such a good job. I also don't see them as two separate films. I just see this as the second part. Kind of like Kill Bill Part 1 and 2. We all know Kill Bill Part 1 was better, but you want to see the conclusion, so you go and see Kill Bill Part 2, and it's part of the story. So even if Endgame somehow... And I don't believe it will be. But even if somehow the tone makes it so that you, you can't really enjoy the, the joyful moments. In fact, there's so much convolutedness going on. But here's something that holds real high hope for me. Scott Dickinson, the guy who directed and wrote uh, Doctor Strange. He was in a writer's room about two and a half years ago when he was penning uh, Doctor Strange. And at that point, he was just having a break and he ran to the men's room. As he was running to the men's room, he bumped into the Russo brothers who were walking along that hallway. And he was like, oh my god, oh yeah, we're having a meeting later today, actually, because we're going to be talking a bit about how the Infinity Stones going to be playing a part as Doctor Strange. And uh, as though, as he was having this conversation with him quickly, he said, "Oh, um, can you share with me any details?" And they explained to him what part one was going to be about and what part two was. And in Scott Dickinson's own words was, if you could pull off the first part, the second part is going to be fucking incredible. So, and they've definitely done that in then some. And I think Scott Dickinson's done a damn good job with Dr. Strange. So I believe him when he says, or I believe, I value his opinion when he says that um, this is going to be an absolute smash hit.
1: Yeah. I mean, this is going to be three hours long, right?
0: Yep. Three hours, no intermission. Oof.
1: Uh, that's 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 going to be a long slog. So it's going to have to keep people interested. You know, three hours is a long time to keep uh, keep that those energy levels up, should we say, so that you don't drop off. So, but again, um, I can't remember how long um, Infinity uh, Infinity it,
0: it was, was. It was two and a half. So it was it two and a half. But so it didn't feel long, like maybe. a long
1: film. It didn't feel like that at all. Uh, that's the one thing that I do remember about being in the cinema. It did not feel like a two and a half hour film. Um, so an extra half hour. That's nah, easy money,
0: isn't it? Well, yeah, I, I kind of don't want it to end. I want it to be as long as humanly possible, because I think, yeah, you know, it's fair to say that the OG Avengers, at least most of them, are probably going to. It's going to be the last time we're gonna we're going to see them on screen. Contracts and, uh, up, right? Not to go. Well, yeah, exactly. Contracts are up. Certain actors are, uh, let's just say, moving on to other projects. Um, I think it's inevitable that that probably Captain America and Iron Man are probably gonna die. and um, there are some other things, so to go to go a bit nerdy, and um the trailer for Spider-Man Far From Home dropped uh, about two or three months ago. And essentially the opening scene in that trailer is Spider-Man at a charity event, and uh Happy Hogan walks in on him and he's carrying a big novelty check from the Stark Foundation to give to this charity. And the check is signed by Pepper Potts, not e- Tony Stark. Right. So that's, that's, like a, that's a little hint of, oh, this is a world without Tony Stark in. Uh, but it might be a case of uh, even the bigger nerds out there will tell me, well, actually, Adam, don't you know that Pepper Potts is now the CEO of Stark Industries, so she probably would sign the check. But anyway, that aside, I think the, the world is trying to prepare for a Tony Stark-free world, which is a crying shame. But, I mean, let's, let's talk it through. If, if Tony's got to go... What do you think his death scene is going to be? How is he going to go? Hero. He's going to go full hero mode. It's got to be a pure hero moment. It's
1: absolute hero mode, mate. And I think that I can see, in a way, him and Captain America's story intertwined with one another. Yeah. So there's a case that I could see, despite the animosity that obviously was um, set up all the way through, really. It's always been there because of the uh, Daddy Stark issues yeah for
0: tony even in the first avengers film that was there wasn't it it was like just, just those 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 little snidey comments between each other yeah good pull
1: so i can see a circumstance where maybe when they first meet up there's still that undertone um, and it's they're going to be there throughout but tony ultimately potentially sacrifices himself to save cap or in some sort of way like mm. that because i think the logical way is that cap would do it the other way right everyone would expect that cap would he's definitely going to give himself up to save someone 'Cause that's his that's his nature, that's his makeup.
0: That's that's the character, yeah, yeah. Where yeah.
1: it's not necessarily in Tony's is it?
0: I also kind of foreshadow that a little bit if you think about in captain america the first avenger and uh, that scene with tommy lee jones rolls the grenade over and says you know grenade and obviously it's a fake grenade yeah. and everyone else legs it and even steve rogers in his scrawny steve rogers state jumps on on the grenade i can see a few i think three things are going to carry over into the the end of captain america just for continuity sake but also i believe the writers actually of um of Endgame, wrote Captain America, First Avenger, and Winter Soldier in Civil War as well. So I, they're, they're kind of law keepers for uh, Captain America. Right. I believe he is going to do some form of self-sacrifice, like you say, in a similar vein of just he's the first person without thinking jumps on it. I think he's going to say, I'm with you till the end of the line to someone because he said it he says it the bucky is like a constant thing. Right. I also think that he is probably going to stand there in front of thanos and say, I can do this all day because that's again a yeah. theme that he has carried on throughout his whole character development. Absolutely. Um but I do think that uh, there's gonna be a bit of a switcheroo on that. I think we're gonna assume Captain America's gonna die because of, like you said, it's written in his DNA almost. But there is an element of time travel coming up. We kind of hypothesised about this in our Infinity War special last year, but more and more evidence has come out from this. Uh, The evidence that in Ant-Man and the Wasp, they effectively say in the post-credits thing, watch out for that time-travelling gizmo thingy, but we won't talk about it too much. And um, in subsequent (laughs) TV spots, you're seeing these new suits that everyone's wearing, which looks like it could be part of a time machine and uh, i do believe there's going to be time travel involved in this uh, we've already seen those screenshots of them wearing their their original costumes a lot of them which suggests they've been doing a bit of the old switcheroo from that perspective i think that captain america is somehow going to time travel back to just after the second world war and he's going to find a, a nice little home and say to peggy hey can you just tell people i'm dead and we can, we can be together then. And I think that's going to be like the nice sunset, but Captain America can't influence anything anymore. That's sort it, of ending for him.
1: See, this is this is exactly it. Because I, I, I can't see both Iron Man and Captain America giving themselves up, you know, to sacrifice themselves to save someone. Because it, it will just uh, weaken the moment for the other or both, if that makes sense. If, if two people yeah. give themselves up, it kind of takes away from um, that kind of uh, raw emotion that will occur. Him going back um, makes much more sense. And it's a better ending for him because he, obviously, you go back to uh, when, when he's, he's, he kind of wakes up and he's in the future. That's, that's at the end of Captain America, right? I'm, I'm not getting these mixed up. Yes, yeah, yeah. Um, and it's kind of, there's always that tinge of sadness with him that he's, you know, he, he feels sad about the fact that he's still alive and the person that he loves is long gone. And he never got to live that life with that person.
0: So I could yeah. see, see that would be a perfect ending to him if he can go do that. I can imagine there'll be something along the lines of uh, someone will subtly say it in dialogue, or maybe not subtly, imply that he does. He is mortal. He just lives a little bit longer than normal humans. Which means if he travelled back to nineteen forty-five or whatever, and hooked up with Peggy, they would be at a relative similar age, uh, and and pass at a similar time. Which means you know they would have a normal life together. Um, I think that's so. That's what my predictions are, are for Cap. I agree with you for Iron Man. I think it's inevitable he's going to sacrifice himself. I also think it's inevitable he's going to sacrifice himself specifically for Spider Man. And um, oh. there's a post credits link, I think there. Good point. Yeah, because he's because he daddy they, they, figure. They're, for they're him, trying to make Spider Man the well. Yeah, it's like a, it's like he's like the father figure to yeah. him, and also they're trying to make Spider Man uh, I suppose the, the torchbearer to an extent, right? The first movie out of the bat in Phase Four is going to be the next Spider-Man movie. Um, you've got the whole sort of daddy, son, father trip thing they do in Infinity War. Even in Homecoming, the the first Spider-Man movie, Tony Stark is a mentor to him. So I very much see it's going to be. There's going to be a link specifically Great of point. him and Spider-Man. Great point because he won't he won't want to lose
1: him twice as well because obviously. At the, he watches him go, he holds him, and he watches him go at the end of Infinity War. So there'll be that kind of, he can't lose him twice.
0: Yeah, that gut punch, that yeah. scene, glorious. Oh, my God. But um, let, Let's talk about um, old blue eyes, or cool blue eye, because he, he kind of lost one eye, and now have one eye brown, kind of David Bowie sort of way. What what do you think's going to happen with four? Zero idea, mate. I have no idea what happens
1: with four. Uh His home planet's gone, so he's not got that to go back to. Yeah. Yet. <laughs> uh he can't really just exist on earth um because that doesn't really make too much sense i i have no idea i i don't believe that will, will he die i don't know i just don't see that i kind of feel that you can't kill off too many because it will take away from that moment when one of them goes you know, if that makes some yeah. sense. So I, I have zero idea what they're going to do with
0: it. I think they're going to keep him on the chessboard, uh, but I think they're going to do it in a way which makes him unobtainable for future films anyway, for the short term. The reason why I say that is because Chris Hemsworth kind of resigns to saying that for Ragnarok was going to be his last single cinematic endeavor. Um, he was saying that for years before they even started production. However, shortly afterwards, when for Ragnarok was a hey, really successful but also it was kind of like a breakout performance for Chris Hemsworth in that perspective in terms of it, it took four from being a kind of a, a 2D character to just a damn funny guy and the relationship he's got with Taika Waititi who directed that film suggests that they're not done working together and I also think that just because how well received For Ragnarok was there is a world where we have another four movie but the ending of Endgame has to take for and put him somewhere so far away from the rest of the solar system. Because like you say, the guy's indestructible. He literally took the blast of a full, store, uh, a full um, star. Do you remember when um, Peter Dinklage just was dope. like, it will kill you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I remember the first time that I saw, because I had no idea Dinklage
1: was in it, right? So I was completely, and when I saw him, I it was just so good. It was amazing casting. The simply amazing cast, and obviously making one of the, the biggest guy in the movie, other than Thanos, um, Peter Dinklage. It, it was just lovely casting. Loved it. I really hope he's back in it. Uh, I hope so too. I, even just in a small small amount, perfect. I need Dinklage. More Dinklage. Um, you talk about four being put away somewhere far far away. Uh,
0: do you reckon i will go with? Um, with uh, Banner do you reckon it'll go with Hulk no I think we're going to have Tessa Thompson's Valkyrie is going to appear in this film uh, for a couple of reasons one there was a bunch of posters released and she's on a poster so that suggests she's definitely there Uh, also Twitter have a relationship with uh, a lot of film studios like you know sometimes you'll tweet about a film and then all of a sudden an emoji will appear of that film yep and uh, Disney are ha- uh, no exception to that. They've got a great relationship with Twitter. And uh, the end game emojis was released last week. Yep, I'm going there. And uh, uh, as part of that set was Valkyrie, but also Korg randomly. So I think there's going to be a funny scene where there's there's Korg doing something hilarious, who's also voiced by Taika Waitiki. Oh, and yeah. uh, I think, yeah... I think um, Tessa Thompson's Valkyrie is oh, and also she she tweeted like photos from the set like last year or something. So yeah, she's she's definitely going to be in there, and I think her narrative and Korgs and whoever's left of Asgard is um, yeah going to somehow like say they'll go somewhere and start to be planet. left alone or s- yeah, exactly, exactly. Okay, but you you kind of imagine that Banner will stay on Earth. I I don't know what they're going to do with Banner. So about three or four years ago when um, there was a massive campaign to have a planet hulk adaptation done um mark ruffalo come out and said there's not going to be a solo hulk movie because universal still own the rights uh, i'm allowed to be used as a character in other films but not a bill- top billing but don't worry um i know that for ragnarok and the two avengers movies essentially going to be a trilogy of stories for the hulk and uh i i can i can only really can cons- you know astute that that's that's a conclusion in endgame and uh they're kind of wrapping that up i think with natasha as well at the same time although there's going to be a black widow movie they've just not announced it yet they've basically done all the casting they've got a director they even started pre-production on it they just don't want to announce any of the new films until after uh, endgame so i think somehow she will be there but in a weird way yeah because they always tease the the thing with um
1: natasha and and banner don't they the the there's that undertone isn't there between the two of them. Um, do you reckon they'll go like for the fan service and have those two ever advance on that other than just kind of like that look to one another?
0: Yeah, I don't know. I think because um, a lot of people had a problem with that um, in Age of Ultron when that was first introduced. A lot of people blame... Uh, some of the downfalls of of age of old which by the record i i i generally like that film actually if, if i had to rank all the avengers movies it's probably the worst but that's that's like saying what you, you know oh well if i had to eat it i would eat pepperoni pizza it's still pretty fucking good right pizza's all right i guess so, for you, uh, in a I way that, it would be like ranking your children oh yeah yeah definitely um oh god imagine trying to rank all 21 films i mean you're going to do it at some point because i'm going to hold you to it and then oh yeah yeah most definitely after endgame yeah then, then i will do a 22 list of uh of mcu movies but um anyway back to your point about about natasha i think they probably will just do a little bit but they won't they won't hit it home too much because there was a bit of a backlash from fans on that and um, they just thought it was kind of a, a shit way to make two characters seem more interesting
1: all right because then I guess at the same time because they were doing with uh, Vision and Scarlet Witch I guess if you got kind of two paired off it does start to be a bit a bit kind of overkill i i describe Mm. it as like it's it's not what i'm sitting in this movie for basically i'm
0: not here for this relationship yeah speaking of relationships in the the last trailer that drops like the last full trailer there's a a bit of dialogue between captain marvel and chris hemsworth and basically essentially chris hemsworth's for is he stands up walks over to her looking as menacing as possible eating a bread roll for some reason I'm sure that the origins of that bread roll will be apparent in the film <laughs> and uh, he he lifts up his hands to call his axe Stormbreaker and it comes in and literally misses her by an inch and he grabs it and Captain Marvel doesn't flinch at all and he just laughs and says oh I like this one and uh, but Like, the whole internet picked up on this. They proper give each other the fuck me eyes. Like, if we're not there, they're fucking. That's all I'm saying. Like, if you see the the fucking tension between those two. But it might just be just because they're both really good looking people. I was going to say,
1: they're both very attractive people. So, I guess us mere mortals would probably look at it and go, they should definitely be
0: fucking. (laughs) Yeah, true. And, yeah, I mean, yeah. Who knows? Who knows? But um, so let's let's. What do we think is going to happen with Thanos in this film? Is he dead, or is he just going to be crippled? Or when I say crippled, I mean like Ooh. just have all his powers taken away. Do we think he's gone? You, I don't know. That's a really good point. Will they kill him? Because that does seem
1: a little. It's not that it's excessive. He's literally just wiped out half the universe. So it's kind of as retribution. Him dying is is kind of fair game at this point. Um, that being said. You could see him effectively being imprisoned as opposed to being killed. Hmm. Um, Because I guess sometimes you kind of feel that for the good guys to kill the bad guy, it's overstepping the mark (laughs) of their morality, if that makes sense. Like, you could see Captain America being the guy being like, hold on, guys, let's just put this guy in chains and banish him somewhere. And maybe that's where Mm. Four goes. Four basically goes, and he's kind of like, I'm going to
0: be the guardian of this guy and make sure this dude goes nowhere. That is a great theory, actually. I think Four and Thanos' ending are intertwined. And I think for that reason, Four is off the chessboard for future endeavors anyway until maybe later on down the line so it's not just the case of because there's going to be a new group of avengers like marvel has come out and said these films will continue we know spider-man is coming out shortly afterwards as well and guardians of the galaxy volume 3 will drop now james gunn is back in the helm hello be his name and everything else but i <laughs> i definitely agree with you that thanos and 4's ending will somehow intertwine that's a really really interesting one yeah and um, speaking of speaking of guardians um what do we think? Who do we think is going to come back, and how do we think that's going to leave the Guardians franchise going forward? Are oh, they? They're surely all coming back, right?
1: Ah, no, Gamora
0: won't be. Gamora is definitely
1: gone. Because um, I was actually looking through the list of people that died in the last movie, and it is an extensive list. And there's people that are definitely dead, and Gamora is definitely one of them.
0: Yeah, I agree with you on that. Also, the actress who plays her is in those Avatar films, and I know James oh, Cameron about is basically. Of them or yeah, he's lined up a billion of them, and she's probably going to be in every one of them, which means her dance card is probably very full for the near future. Right. But I think without without Gamora, like Peter Quill, is not interesting in my opinion. Like he's just a goof, right? And don't be wrong, that's great to watch, but it's a goof who's trying to to win, not win something. Cause it's not a prize to be won, but trying to show that he can evolve. He needs something. He needs someone to take him on that journey from being an asshole to being. A great person who's got a bit of an arsehole but in that, him. <laughs> do you not think that happened in, in Infinity War to a certain
1: extent and the next movie will be about him um, and it's coping of that? Because obviously Maybe. now he's lost the two Maybe. most important women in his life, hasn't he? He lost his mother very young, and now he's lost Gamora as well. He's also had True. to basically That's kill his father way as well. To take
0: it. That is a way to look at it. I think Rocket. Um, I think he's going to be a massive part of Endgame. Uh, he's in loads of the materials. He's in loads of the promos. Uh, there's some really interesting pairings you're you, we're going to see in this film. I can't um, wait. I mean, I loved it when he hung out with four, yeah. for the film. That oh, could have been a movie amazing. in itself.
1: Oh, you know what? That whole thing with the Guardians and four is the best part of that movie. I absolutely adore yeah. that. Especially when Quill's put doing his four voice, which I
0: won't try doing because I will do it no justice at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I totally concur, man. And uh, hopefully we're still going to get a lot of that because Rocket is kind of the, the, the comedic chops of that sort of stuff as well. So some bits that I've seen... Uh, rocket and ant-man are gonna have a bit of a, a dynamic together which i that'll be incredible i mean paul rudd is just i don't know how yeah uh, okay everyone knows it. he ages backwards somehow but he seems to bring i was watching ant-man and the wasp the other uh, again the other day and the film's not amazing right it's, it's good it's definitely in that good category but it's not like it's not as good as like winter soldier or civil war or or iron man 3 but it is it's still a very very good film and the reason why it's a very, very good film is because Paul Rudd, although he's only been the character a few times in comparison to the other, other Avengers out there, he just carries it so well. He's so funny. He just gets it. And him and the way they do Rocket in these films, I think that's going to be so fucking funny to watch. And uh, we're just going to want more and more The other with thing it. with Rocket as well is just that um, as far as merchandise
1: goes, surely Rocket's the one that you can basically churn out Rocket merch, like big time. But like if you were Disney, you make it sound like Disney only. <laughs> they do love their, <laughs> they, they do love their merch sales. I mean, that's ultimately why they bought Star Wars. It wasn't to make movies. It was for that sweet, sweet merch money. But I, I kind of look at Rocket, and I'm like, if if of all of them, maybe Bar Spider Man. Um, he's the one where you kind of feel that
0: the demographic for people that would buy Rocket merch is vast yeah very true very true in fact if there was a rocket outfit for my kid i'd fucking make her absolutely. Wear it absolutely i mean i've got a chewbacca one um uh, oh, incredible
1: although she's she's now out of that uh but if there's a rocket one i completely agree Flynn. i would definitely be getting that
0: nice well just to wrap up the the end game stuff before we go into into star wars we mentioned before there's going to be a time travel element um the Battle of New York is pretty much a dead cert to be in feature in this film. It's the first time the Avengers formed together. It's the first time the Tesseract was used um, to draw in that army for Thanos and things like that. So I think that's going to be a key narrative point. Do you think they're going to revisit other times in the Marvel cinematic universe and what sort of what sort of things would you like to see again from a different perspective? Now, I appreciate... I haven't given you any time to think about that. So I'm going to tell you a couple of my ones. And hopefully... And I'm going to nod my head and go, those ones. (laughs) (laughs) So um, I think it's going to be really interesting if we go back to... Again, the Captain America stuff with with World War Two. Yeah. Um, I think it's going to be fascinating if they they go back then. and it might be a cap saying, "Actually, can I stick around here?" And this is how I'm going to go. I think it might be interesting if they do that. And um, I would love them to go back to the the battle. i would call it the Battle of London in for the Dark World. The reason why is because that film is pretty much panned by most people as the worst MCU movie, and I think it'll be a real funny fourth wall breaking part if like a massive key part of that narrative is we must go back to the film that everyone fucking hates (laughs) yeah uh,
1: i mean i'm all for london appearing in 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 movies i like seeing london uh
0: mainly because it's like that's where we live so it's great (laughs) (laughs) yeah i would i'd also like them to to go back to civil war somehow and like they can almost see themselves about like in back to the future part two yeah. You know, like McFly goes back to the dance and sees he's him dancing with his mum, and it's like freaking him out. I'd love them to be like, "Oh my god, we're fighting over this!" Like seriously, Thanos is about to destroy the fucking universe, and we're pissed off over politics. <laughs> oh,
1: that's it. That that's a really good idea. Yeah, that'd be fun. That would be fun. Them looking in on themselves. So when they, when when they go back, they'd be able to kind of see. Uh, when they time travel, are they kind of able to interact? And is it like the butterfly effect?
0: That if I they- have no idea. I generally have no idea how they're going to do this. I just know that there is a time travel element. Uh, there's been ph- press photos of them in original costumes. There's been there's a scene which they have dropped and uh, which looks very reminiscent to the Battle of New York. And um, yeah, I, they they're somehow going to reverse. The the, uh, the the snap at some in some size shape or form I think and time travel is going to be the key element of that. Do you reckon there's a way that they can time travel back and save Ascar? I have oh, maybe. That'd, That'd be interesting. Well, although that would completely like cheapen. That's the thing. Like, there's so many things they've got to be really careful yeah. of because they can't cheapen previous movies. although I'm
1: kind of like thinking, like, if they, if they, they kind of like, hey guys, let's go do this time traveling stuff. And like, Captain America's like, yeah, I'm gonna go time travel back to so I can be my, my the love of my life. And Thor's like, is it alright if I kind of go back and like save my entire planet and species? Is that good? <laughs> and they're like, nah,
0: for nah, that's too much, mate. That's too much. Kind of. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Speak. Speaking of butterfly effects, I've got a crazy theory. Okay, here's my crazy. I've got got two actually two crazy theories that due to the actions of time traveling to reverse the snap it does cause a butterfly effect now they're going to come back to present day they're going to look up at stark tower and there's not going to be an a on that tower there's going to be a glowing four why because disney have acquired the rights to the fantastic four and the fantastic four will be in phase Four. Oh god is, uh, I, it, I, is that mind blown? It is. It is a bit, but at the same time, I'm like, oh man, because because like
1: that, nothing good in my memory bank from from. I, I have no good feelings about
0: Fantastic Four. None. None. Zero. It. It introduced us Chris Evans to be fair and then he went on to be Captain America but yeah I agree oh, yeah, with you fair then. point. Like, the first yeah. film was all right yeah, yeah. The second and also Jessica Alba rubbish, and that she, remake. She's in that
1: there as well so but like I mean it was, they're, they're awful
0: awful I haven't seen I haven't actually seen the one uh, the last one um, don't it's it's directed by a guy called Josh Tank and the film literally does tank it's <laughs> unfortunate it, I feel so sorry for the people that made that film because was, so many things are wrong with it but uh, yeah it's yeah don't don't ever watch it um but i do think there's an opportunity here with disney acquiring fox and and all the other franchises that come with that there's a way to literally write them into the world without introducing them so maybe it's a case of oh the radiation caused from all this time travel created mutants in the timeline and there's x-men now i don't know there's there's something cool here they can do and it would blow everyone's fucking mind and make everyone so happy Yes, they own the X Men now. Hugh Jackman is technically a Disney princess. Is there any way that we can have that Disney princess in this movie? <laughs> <laughs> well, he's he's always said he would only ever reprise the role if it was to be in the MCU because he's just like that. That's too good of opportunity to miss. And oh my word! To be fair he has been getting back into shape recently um, oh on social word. media Hugh Jackman has been uploading pictures of his workouts with the hashtag cameo but i think that's probably more to do with like cameoing in possibly a deadpool thing i don't know but uh, but yeah that would be like the a, the world's best-kept secret. In fact, it's just it's such a Marvel thing to do. They made Samuel Jackson the best-kept secret in Hollywood when they managed to sneak him in for his one scene in Iron Man, which started this whole thing off. Yeah. How great would it be if somehow Hugh Jackman's Wolverine is in this? And we ain't got a clue, and no one's going to know until they actually see it on the big screen.
1: Because I saw that the, there was an, a, a tweet that was put out about, from the Russo's, wasn't it? Which is basically a picture of a uh, a letter which they'd written about basically being like, to all the fans who are going to go see this, please don't be dicks and tell everyone what happens.
0: Yes. So clearly... And they've done the same thing again. Yeah. Uh,
1: The the opportunity... Well, there's a world of opportunities for them to go in any direction. I imagine that they will keep it in-house, if that makes sense, that they'll keep it with the current, as opposed to commencing anything new. Um, Right. I think they'll probably try and keep um, this as... That this is the 10, 11 year of this. Um, and, and then where we go from there is maybe a little bit new, you know, as opposed to blurring it in. Yeah. Uh, cause I, I think that there's always a risk if you try blurring in the new with, with the old, that we're going to instantly hate the new because it, it's, it's not the same. Where maybe if you get a clean break and you're going in a different direction, we won't have that. Oh, but these aren't the, the original MCU guys
0: kind of situation. I don't know. Um, that's just that is a very good point that is a good point as well there is i mean you know one one of the reasons why uh dawn of justice just does not work is they're trying to shoehorn in so much to try and set up the next phase of of development and you know they've already got hundreds of characters to serve like you say it's a combination of 22 movies to that point 11 years of development let's just celebrate that and and give people the ending we want and then like you say maybe close the book and then start a new chapter with some new stories, with some heroes we might recognise, but they're not as established, obviously, as the, the OG Avengers. That makes sense. Yeah. I mean, I've I've heard talk about
1: when they go to the next set um, that they are going to be a bit more bold and they're not going to have these individual movies as a start, that they are going to kind of have the next group in a group movie, much like they, they rushed into um, with, uh, God, the DC... Geezers, uh, Justice League. Thank you. That's the one. Um, uh, the, maybe, maybe in a way that they're going to show like you can do it. You just have to be better than what you did. Um, but I'd, I'd heard that they were going to be that they were suggesting that they were going to put quite a few new characters into uh, the next set of movies.
0: Well, that wouldn't surprise me. I mean like we we already have a couple of tried and tested with Spider Man and, and Guardians of the Galaxy, but I I think there probably will be an introduction of more diversity. Um I think I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if they go with um uh sorry listeners you'll have to forgive me i can't remember the character's name but there's an asian based marvel cinematic character coming through in the works at the moment they've already cast a lead in that um i also think that there'll be sequels to some of the lesser not lesser known characters but the less let's just say characters who have had less screen time compared to the other avengers so i think there'll be a sequel to black panther you don't make a billion dollars and not have a sequel same for captain marvel because you don't make a billion dollars and not have a sequel Uh, i I think Paul Rudd will probably get that third Ant-Man movie, but I do think that will be it for him because he is actually 50 years of age, believe what? it or not. What? You know, yes, impossible. 50. Impossible. I know. <laughs> He's found the fountain of youth. That's obscene. I know. I know. It's absolutely insane. So I do agree with you. I think they will um, let a new crop, and I think a lot more connecting tissues between movies will be more apparent rather than post-credits thingers. It will just be a narrative point. Um, I've, I reckon the Spider-Man film, Spider-Man films, sorry, are going to be like Harry Potter movies in terms of like each year is just a, an academic year for Peter, and I think there I will like be a Avenger mentor of some kind. Like we've already had Tony Stark, apparently. Um, samuel jackson is in far from home a lot so i think he's going to be kind of like the the guiding figure in that film and i can imagine each year it'll be a different avenger narratively will be part of the the setup or part of the even just as part of the backdrop so I, I do agree with you on that yeah no i like
1: that i think that's, that sounds really good actually for spider-man i gotta say that um the, the late the, the first spider-man is it homecoming wonderful movie loved it um and when you kind of think back to what we had and the early 2000s with Tobey Maguire. Now, how good we felt about those at the time? I, I mean, it's a chasm. And, and that's obviously forgetting about the amazing Spider-Man in between, which was a, just a hot mess. Um. LAUGHTER
0: yeah, yeah, I agree in that. No, I, I completely agree. I think I think it's great that they've got the same director to write Homecoming. I really hope that they basically got a. a I think the guy's surname's Webb as well, but I might have got that wrong. <laughs> but uh, the fact that they've they've kept the same guy on, and he, I think he's actually helped out as well on the Infinity War movies as well in terms of being a producer. So it's good we've got that continuity in there. Anyway, we're we're thirty eight minutes odd in. I think we've talked that one to death let's talk briefly although it might get a bit more than briefly about <laughs> star wars another fra- a beloved franchise which is uh yeah you know, apparently it's quite popular um the <laughs> the final episode of the star of the skywalker Saga is coming to its conclusion in december now woods we originally were going to do a massive spoiler special about the last jedi i had a bunch of people lined up a studio books and everything else and then we all went and saw the last jedi and i thought it wasn't fair for us just to spend two hours slamming the film because that's what it would have been because I think we're all of a similar opinion that although it deserves to live not you know no one deserves to be killed for this film it just didn't tickle our fancies is that a fair description uh I've never been more
1: angry in my life <laughs> that's overstaying it I, I came out of that movie because uh, I, I actually went and saw back to back at the natural history so on that massive massive screen there so it's a back to back of uh, amazing of the uh, Force Awakens and Last Jedi and Force Awakens uh, I was like oh, I forgot how good that movie was and I, everyone's going to be like, oh yeah but it's the same as that. I don't care it turns out I do love my <laughs> member berries I'm all about my member berries I love the, like, the nostalgia and everything of it it felt warm it felt like star wars then the next thing came on and it it still it's the it's the luke skywalker stuff mate ryan johnson just had it it, what do you call it subverting expectation is that kind of what they said a lot about this movie i'm like know your Mm -hmm. audience know your audience they don't want to be they, they, they just want what they like they've been waiting to see luke skywalker for 30 years and what you've done is basically ruined the character. We've waited 30 years. You ruined him in like a, an hour. Unbelievable. But um, I remember exiting that cinema. Um, and fortunately, I think you'd seen it at that point, And Jamie had. And I think both of you were t- bearing the brunt of my just angry text messages for the best part of three hours <laughs> afterwards. Um, <laughs> and to be honest, I've watched it back. And um, the Luke stuff, I'm kind of a little bit... Uh, I don't like it, but okay. it's. Now, I've, I've now got a new focus for my anger about this movie. Um, it, I don't know if, if you want me to mention it as to who it is.
0: <laughs> I think let's uh, so this doesn't become become an uh, old man yelling at clouds. It does uh, feel but like. But I I, I, I I do I do agree with you on a lot of those things. Um, but anyway, let's just let's. I think it's fair to say that the Last Jedi didn't didn't do it for us. It did not. But. Um, but now we've seen this trailer. It's the only thing that's been released from this. We have a title and I've got to be honest, like before and I've mentioned this on the regular podcast that up until that trailer, because of how I felt about the last Jedi, I was so subdued. I just, I was like, you know what? Just release your third film and then we can all call it a day. And you might come back and you know, I'm, I'm hoping that Kevin Farge comes in and uh, takes the mantle at star Wars and, and, Takes it into a new generation, which I I hope does happen. But uh, after seeing this trailer, I am pumped up to 11. The only thing that I hope this film does not do, though, and sorry just to go on a bit of a tangent, on this is that the film of, the title of the film is called The Rise of Skywalker. It is, and there are certain people out there of internet fandom who have taken their hatred of the love uh, the Last Jedi far too far too badly. Right, they've taken it far too far. And Woods, you're you're a passionate guy. You you absolutely you know you do not like the handle of Luke Skywalker, but you're not gonna be tweeting abuse to actors and, and things like that it's, as a result of you. you it's <laughs> just a but movie There are at people the out there day, that are it? It's just a movie, guys. Exactly. If you don't like it, it's simple. Don't watch it. Exactly. Now I'm afraid that just by giving this the title, The Rise of Skywalker, almost speaks directly to some of the fans who are a bit more toxic and are thinking yes you're making this film for me they're not making this film for you they're making this film for the entirety of star wars fandom it's just that some of them like the last jedi and some of them don't but i do think there's a lot of fuck you moments from jj to ryan johnson even this trailer
1: alone oh yeah there are there are i've got to say so going back to last friday i didn't anticipate it despite it being um star wars uh celebration wasn't it um i was actually at Pub lunch, work pub lunch. And funny enough, we were talking about Star Wars for some reason. And I was saying, I, I'm dreading this movie. I literally don't care about this movie because of like how much I didn't enjoy The Last Jedi. And then a friend texts me uh, or WhatsApp me the, the, the video for this. And I watched it. And I, I think I watched it for the next half hour. Like, and it's just John Williams' music. It gets me. It yeah. gets me, mate. It gets me every time, and I'm watching it, and I'm just like, I can't wait for this. I can't wait for this. I, 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 did I even? I think I'm even texted you saying, "I, I <laughs> this is going to be really awkward after talking about Endgame for about 40 minutes. I, I couldn't care about Endgame. I just need to get to December at this point. Uh, <laughs> so oh, I'm so pumped about it, mate. Um, yeah, I, I. I Disney know how to do trailers. That's my only concern because I watched the Last Jedi trailer and I was pumped for that as well. And I do still in, in a bit of fear,
0: but I know JJ's one of us, you know? <laughs> He's one of <laughs> He's us. One of us. <laughs> I, love I love that. I I agree with you in, in JJ We Trust. I also think that uh, Member Berries will definitely play a part here. Now, for whatever reason, Colin Trevorrow was originally supposed to direct this film. Now, because of... Uh, a couple of things. One, he made a film called I think The Book of Henry, which uh, did not go down very well with audiences at all. To the point that Disney were like, mm, "Is this the right guy anymore?" And uh, also on top of that, apparently um, he wasn't very good to to work with in a production standpoint. Wow. But that's just rumours. But um, did, did, also, did, sorry, did, the he's the one that of, did um, Jurassic World, right? Yes. Did yeah, yeah, he, he do the, the second bought, one He was well. handpicked no he so what the story is is that first of all he was handpicked by steven spielberg to do uh, the lost uh, sorry to do jurassic world and right. uh, everyone was like oh okay who's this kind of up and coming guy but anyway you know steven's vouched for him so yeah right whatever you have your jurassic park movie it'll probably do average at box office and that's it then jurassic world came out and it done like a billion plus uh, before the Avengers even done a billion plus. And people were like, this is amazing. Uh, you should get the keys to the kingdom. So he started the idea of a Jurassic World trilogy. Disney then stepped in and went, um, for these Star Wars movies, we want a different director to basically do their own take on the law. And we've got JJ doing the first. We've lined up Ryan Johnson. And I'm pretty sure m- most of the reason why they lined up Ryan Johnson was because he wrote a couple of episodes of Breaking Bad and everyone was like, this guy's incredible. And uh, we want we want you to, to, to close it off. So he was boss on boards to, to make that third movie. And I don't know how long he spent in pre-production, probably about a year. Then the... Lo- during that downtime, he made a small film called The Book of Henry. Uh, I've never seen it, but apparently it is not very good and it's not been very well received by critics. Apparently it touches upon some uh, controversial views which Disney were not happy about. Oops. And um, he was he was removed from the project. So he came back to um, the guys who were making the second Jurassic World film at the time. J.A. Byager is a guy who was directing it. And he said, right, well... Do you mind producing it with this guy, and then you'll you'll finish off the trilogy? So that's what's happened, and uh, so he was there. So the ending of Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom is exactly what Colin Trevorrow wants, and that's the che- that's how he wants the chessboard to look like when he picks it up in the third movie. Okay. I hate that second movie for the record. It's awful. I loved it up until I, it. I, I don't want to go down a, a Jurassic yeah, World uh, yeah, podcast, sorry. but I. I do. No, no, no. I do agree. I don't like the way it goes from. We don't want it to be like the Lost World at all, where the Lost World is half the movie on the island evacuating dinosaurs, <laughs> and then the other half is uh, back in the city and how dinosaurs cope in that way. And it just felt like they went and picked a director who was really good at making a haunted house movie and said, we want a haunted house movie with dinosaurs. And that's what we got. Yeah. Um, yeah it's probably better than Jurassic Park 3, but um, I, this, will, this, this will live and die by the third film. If Colin Trevorrow needed the story to go in that direction because he had an amazing vision for us, we'll all be talking about The Fallen Kingdom as a necessary step. Yeah, maybe, maybe. I I, I I, have my personal
1: feelings about where they should have gone with this movie. Um, they're a little bit out there, but I just think it would have been a, bit, a lot more and more intelligent and uh, interesting than what they gave us. But again, that's for a completely different podcast.
0: <laughs> Although I am intrigued. I'll get, we'll do a special about that. Summer, or we'll do a, fe- a feature about it for the regular pod. But uh, so back to, back to the trailer. Um, you know, what is, what is your hopes? What are your expectations for this film? Um... So I have no idea what they, where they're going because
1: where they left us at the end of the last one, um, it doesn't give you much wiggle room. It really didn't. But um, it looks like it's, the, the gang are going on an adventure together. I really like that as an idea. Um, I felt that one of the problems with The Last Jedi was there was too much going on. You know, everyone was off on their own separate mission at times and um, it's quite yep. nice that it's going to be quite a concise movie together. Now, I'm, I'm sure there'll be moments where they're not together. Um, but, I mean... <laughs> might as well jump straight to it Palpatine yeah Palpatine's in this how is Palpatine in this um I don't know uh, there's plenty of theories out there in the internet um that's just got me so intrigued as to to how that character can not I mean, he's not necessarily alive, but obviously part of him is somehow alive, which is why they're at the Death Star, um, or at least pieces of said Death Star, um, assuming True. Death Star 2, uh, which means that they must be probably on a moon of Endor, uh, which means uh, uh, Disney's going to get that sweet, sweet Ewok uh, merch money, I'm <laughs> that sure. Ewok money.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, so I, I honestly have no idea, but from where I was... To where I am now, I'm I'm really really interested. Um, that the, the voice from from Luke throughout it, he says, obviously we have passed on our thousand years of knowledge to you, which suggests to me that there's going to be more than one Force ghost. Um, now I've heard suggestions that we might see um I B one, might even see Anakin, um in in in, in kind of Force ghost. Uh, which will be interesting to see, obviously. Uh, but I've also heard that this this is the full stop. This is it. This is this is going to be the combination of all nine movies. Um, and by all accounts, that JJ's done quite a lot of work to ensure that there's callbacks to the prequels as well. So it'll be interesting to see how he's going to yes. work that.
0: Yeah, I do agree. There's going to be this is going to be the sum of all the parts, quite literally. Luke says it in the trailer, but a few little subtle nods. Uh, Lando is wearing an outfit which is very reminiscent to Donald Glover's Lando in Han Solo movie as well. Um, I also think that there's going to be some form. I think I do think Palpatine. I think he's going to be like a Sith ghost. Um, I also think they're going to tie off the narrative that they dropped in Han Solo with Darth Maul. Um, I think that's going to come in and be used somehow. I think out of anyone who is still actually alive, it's probably going to be uh, Darth Maul, and we're just going to be hit in the face of it. Like, maybe he's somehow been hiding away, getting Sith ghosts to teach him stuff, and now he's like absolutely incredible. And I don't know. I don't know. I just, I don't, although Colo Ren, in my mind, is beyond redemption, he does not do the switcheroo. He will stay at the bad guy in this film. Absolutely. But I don't. I do not think he's the only bad guy in this film, no. Absolutely, yeah, no. Uh, he
1: can't be the big bad, um, which is why they've maybe gone trying. It. like It's like, oh, crap. I can imagine JJ came back to it, and by all accounts, he came back, and they literally had to throw everything Trevorrow did, and he had his ideas obviously wrecked by Johnson as well, so he's had to start from scratch, but I think he brought in Chris Terrio, is it? Chris Terrio, who uh, was a writer on... Yep. Um, Argo as well I think he's done other things as well so they had to start yeah
0: <laughs> he he did write Justice League as well so mm. let's hate that's a yeah yeah I'm going to pick Argo but- <laughs> the, the Oscar winning one <laughs>
1: <laughs> let's hope we get Oscar winning version of as opposed to Justice League version of <laughs> but um, very true very true yeah uh, they, they're right he, he, Kylo they made him too much of a moody teenager um I, yeah. I i liked his character when when it first started out um and then they, they kind of wrecked it in the last movie um killing off snoke was mental um that's one of the things that i really didn't like I, we never learned anything about that character uh we have no idea about him um and now the big bad's gone and kylo's in charge and it just feels like kylo ren really um yeah so it'd be interesting to see how the return of Palpatine in whatever form he is ties in with Kylo but again as you say I cannot see Kylo switching he's too far gone for me
0: I don't think you kill Han Solo and you end up on the good team. Like, I, I, there's not a world where that that happens, in my opinion. No, um, we, we we could be wrong, but I also one thing I kind of I, I I kind of agree with you. Some people absolutely love Kylo Ren. Like, they hold him up as the most interesting character in Star Wars history. Which, fair fair play to you, people. And um, I'm not one of those. I agree with you. I kind of get the whole moody emo teenager. And also, I know this is really pathetic. I hate his fighting stance. Like, he's always doing this, like, weird leaning over gangly thing. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. I've, I'd give me Darth Maul's fighting style any day. I'd love to. I mean, I still think for all their faults in the prequel trilogies, that fight scene with, um, with Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan and Darth Maul is probably the best fight scene. Probably film, in my opinion, but uh, definitely in Star Wars anyway. I mean, if you took away the music, I think it falls
1: down a bit. Uh, the jewel of fates. Oh yeah, yeah. The music is... completely
0: swells it, but yeah. still.
1: Um, but yeah, I can see where you're coming from. I, I know that I, I always quite like the. Um, I think the second, maybe more, or, or, or the first, Luke Vader, just because of the raw emotion and the lighting in it. They, they nail it. They nail the lighting. Um, I hate the the worst one's easy for me. Um, if we're talking about <laughs> lightsaber battles, Yoda. Uh, Dooku, hated it, hated it, hated it, hated it, hated it yeah,
0: saying that for all its faults, the the laser, the lightsaber fight in uh, I was about to call it a laser sword. There, who would call it a laser sword? That would be such budget <laughs> writing to call it that. But um, the lightsaber fight in Last Jedi with the I, I don't think they're the Knights of Ren, just these guards. Yes, um, I hope the Knights of Ren are still on the board. I because that's that you got it there. You, all of a sudden you've got a a, a storyline. You go right. There's there's these five mercenaries. They're all trained Sith lords. They're all got the they're the Knights of Ren, and they're all after Rey. And you could you could just make a film of that and that'll be interesting that would have right? been so, more interesting than th- the last jedi
1: um <laughs> they've got red stormtroopers haven't they red i think they're called the red fury
0: yes and they got jetpacks as well oh mate jetpacks jetpacks have not been seen since boba fett me well there we go maybe it was time to, to give him their 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 recent so let's talk about non jed nor non-force aware people how do we think what's going to happen with poe with poe dameron yeah um he's going to continue his bromance
1: with uh his boy Finn and we'll see where that relationship goes from there
0: I, I think I I think I know what you're touching upon and I concur I think I think there's something more than friendship there I think I think uh, so too uh, it's purely from Poe like Finn's just like nah man I, I, I fancy Ray and uh, sorry Rose but I'm all about Ray but yeah I, I do and I think I think it would be a bold statement and I think a right, the right statement to make for Star Wars just to say look you've been told constantly that this is what love is but the truth is there's lots of different shades of love in the galaxy and here's, here's another story to, to behold and I think it would be done they could do it beautifully and I think that it would be a big statement to say about uh, being inclusive as well from that perspective. So I, I hope they do go down that route, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, I think Boyega
1: even touched on it um, at, at the Star Wars celebration that there's a culmination to the stories on his friendships and relationships. Um, I, I don't buy the Rose relationship. I never did. It never felt right. The whole thing felt way off. Um, and that little kind of look yeah, that no, Poe gives... Um, Daisy uh, gives gives Ray at the end of uh, Last Jedi. That didn't work for me either. I'm like those two just don't work together. I, I just don't see it. Um, the relationship, yeah, I, I kind of feel that that <laughs> the two of them together, um, Poe and Finn. I think I think
0: go for it, commit to it. Makes sense. Yeah, 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 definitely definitely well we're we're up to an hour so let's just uh, wrap it up for for star wars what do you what's the number one thing that you you hope this film does for you um g- gives me my nostalgia back <laughs> 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 no shame i want the nostalgia yeah. give me those memory berries. i'll be memory i'll, I'll memory. be sitting back high off them <laughs> mate I, I i want sorry no i was just gonna say i just
1: want something that makes me feel star wars again uh force awakens nailed it um and if it just happens to be a remake it's just not it's not going to be a complete remake of the last Jedi. i'm um, sorry not the last Jedi, uh return of the jedi it's not going to be that it, it's already set up a little bit differently but if it hits all those feel good notes i'm
0: happy yeah i agree with you on that one of the things i would love to see because I, I, I love Mark Hamill and I, of course I love him as, as Luke Skywalker I love him as the Joker I love him as a person and I felt that The Last Jedi although he did not agree with the direction the film went he is very public with that he before was the very film public. and after the film and um, but you cannot deny his performance in that film, even though we don't agree with how he treat how the treatment of the character was, I thought he was Oscar winning worthy in my opinion. He committed to that so well. I generally loved it. And I I was not I am not ready to not see more Mark Hamill in these films. And if that means we have to get him as a force ghost, then then so be it. As long as we get him able to flex his acting chops a bit more than then i'm i'm all in for this uh, i really hope that we get to see a conclusion to this i hope that when they say this is the end of the skywalker saga they mean it it's kind of an oxymoron calling it the rise of skywalker but my theory is is that ray's going to form a new cult religion uh whatever you want to call it and it's going to be called skywalker Ooh. i think that's that's the that's my and that's my the rise. for that
1: that's the rise okay. yeah exactly I like yeah, exactly. that
0: because I think a lot of people are concerned
1: that they're going to twist on um, Ray's family and don't get me wrong it's there to be twisted because just because Kylo Ren was like your parents are drunks uh, doesn't mean that that's
0: true simple as that yeah He's he's he could have been clouded by
1: the dark side by someone else he could have been clowning her he could have just been trying to get in her head he's, he upset her with these yeah. words so like he could have just been saying it knowing that it would emotionally wreck her because she can't remember her parents um yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm hopeful that she doesn't turn out to be a Skywalker, <laughs> because I kind of feel that um, it's too obvious. Yes, that's it. It's exactly that. Um, but I. I. Yeah. I. I hadn't thought of the idea that maybe, um, like you say, she starts a, a group Skywalker uh based on the fact that luke has guided her to yeah. where she is or
0: uh, the only way how i'd accept her being part of the lineage if it was like a proper funny hill turn of turns out obi-wan back in the day fucked anything that walks in tatooine <laughs> <laughs> well that's the one wasn't it everyone was
1: <laughs> everyone was like oh her, her parents uh her dad's going to be obi-wan because obviously there's that
0: scene in uh force awakens where you can hear his voice right uh yeah t- and they've kind of they, they've done masterful editing with that they spliced in alec mcginnis they did and ewan mcgregor Amazing. that's that was yeah. i loved that and i hope we get something like that in this uh ewan mcgregor has been seen at star wars when i say at star wars he has been seen on set he has been seen in and around people uh, during these films and he has not appeared in anything yet. So either he's just there as a fanboy, and he's always going to be welcomed at those sort of places, of course, or maybe just maybe they're saving something up. For force goes. I don't know. Absolute force goes there. I, I can.
1: I, I guarantee it's it's a difficult for them uh, with I B one actually because you obviously think back to the um, originals um, in Jedi and in uh, Empire where you see. Um, IB1 it's, it's McGuinness um, so you've, you've seen the force goes of IB1 and for it to change to be um, Ewan McGregor would be a bit strange but I, I think that most of us fans would forgive it just for the the fanboy moment I think we'd get beyond that Yeah.
0: Although I want to close the pub there's one question I have to ask now that we've just said all this how do you think they're going to treat Leia? Uh,
1: very well um, I don't think we'll see CG and I think we'll see unused footage. I think they I think they learned from the reaction to uh, the CG that they used in uh, Rogue One and I think they'll stay away from it. And I think they'll be respectful. And I think it'll be really, really well done.
0: I think it'll be really well done. Yeah, I think they're going to really pay tribute to her. I personally think the opening scenes of this film will be at Princess Leia's funeral. And I think you'll see the touching tributes in ways to pay tribute to the character and i also think that ray will have flashbacks to her last moments with leia and that's how you're getting those scenes in the trailer i think that's how it'll be like remember the last thing she said to you and it'll be like that that scene or something that's my prediction they're gonna start with that mate
1: they're gonna be having tears there'll be tears yeah exactly that that's gonna
0: oh wow (laughs) Because they, they've got to cover it, right? They've got to yeah. acknowledge she's not in the film, okay? Yeah, and they've yeah. got to move on from it quickly. So why, be- where better to start let it than right at the start of the film? Yeah, because yeah, just say right, she's gone. The story's moved on. This is where we are now, and yeah, we've now got a, we've now got a fight on without her and uh, the weight of that will be felt at the start of the film and will set the tone of how they then have to deal with this. They're going to have the Emperor coming back, potentially. They're, they're literally fighting on the ropes. There's only a handful of them left, and they've lost their leader, their, their real sort of moral compass, the person who has always been there, the one who has guided them through to this point, who has survived previous endeavours. She did not survive this. What do we do?
1: Yeah, um, I'll tell you what, if that isn't how they do it, Uh, They've they've definitely missed out on a trick because that is exactly how they should have done
0: it. Oh, there you go, mate. I should should, I send when all my fan mail I send to the mouse. I'll put my CV in and see what they see what they say. Yeah, absolutely. um... well um woods it's been an absolute pleasure buddy uh i just want to give a shout out to people who have been listening first of all thank you so much for taking the time to download this podcast if you've enjoyed listening to this as much as we've enjoyed making it please click on the like follow subscribe whatever button it is that means that you get more content from talk Film to me once a week we drop we drop a, a regular pod where we do news reviews and bunch of funny stuff in between of that woods thanks buddy how can people find you um well you can find us at our well, my usual podcast with my good friend
1: Mikey Edwards who's been on this very successful podcast um, with The Pot of Two Halves uh, where we talk about uh, football endlessly um, as you probably tell by, by the way that I've been going on in this podcast I tend to go off on a tangent quite a lot so if you're into basically people <laughs> rambling about football for an hour then uh, check us out
0: yeah, if you like your football podcast, like seriously, it's a, it's definitely one to subscribe to. Um, I'm generally not just saying that because it's my mate. Like I generally love listening to these. They've got some really interesting views. And uh, yeah, they're not afraid to, to, to let their teams have it as well. So you can't ever <laughs> accuse them of being biased. Um, so there you go. Thank you very much. Till next time, stay filmy. We're down in the basement. We'll lock the cellar door and break. Talk filmy to me.